Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. Good evening and welcome to the Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. Tonight we are in episode two of our brand new parables series, the parables of Jesus. Tonight we're going to be talking about the parable of the wheat and the tares. And as Brent put it, (laughs) barn or burn. (laughs) That's right. You're going to be a wheat that is brought into the barn and gathered for goodness or a tear. Which a word we don't use that that much. Tear as in T-A-R-E. Yeah. (laughs) T-E. A R. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Tear, tear. Yeah. Same. It's the same. Ooh. <laughs> what do they call that when it's spelled the same but sounds different? Is it a homonym? I don't no. know. I don't, the... I don't know. <laughs> Synonym. <laughs> Cinnamon. Nutmeg. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> We're obviously Wheat. not English majors. Bread. Breakery. <laughs> All <tied> together. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but yeah, you don't want to be one of the tears that's bundled up and thrown into the fire and burned. How's everybody doing tonight? You doing all right <laughs> out there? I just, uh, you know, at the end of the week, it's a good thing to be on the air. It's a good thing to be talking to everyone this evening, continuing a parable series. Um, and uh, this is a, a parable that, again, the disciples were like, okay, explain this one to us because you're talking in code and we don't get it. Um, and so Jesus does. So we're going to get into this topic. We've got a lot of great music in store for everyone. Um, you know, but, but first, the parable, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. When the grain had and then, then here, here it goes. The plot thickens. But when the, <laughs> but when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then the tares also appeared. And the servants of the owner came and said, "Didn't you just sow good seed in your field? How come there's tares there?" And he said to them, "An enemy has done this. Mm, there's someone sneaky going on." The next door neighbor. <laughs> the servant said to him, "Do you want us to go and gather them up?" He said, "No, because if you're going to go gather up the tares, you'll uproot the wheat." with them let both grow together until the harvest and at the time of harvest i will say to the reapers first gather together the tares bind them in bundles to burn them burn but gather the wheat into my barn 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 (laughs) burn or barn or which will it be for you and um when we look at the field in the parables there's a there's a bunch of parables that have to do with sowing in the field yeah seed Etc. And we'll get get through them for sure. We should have found some like horticulture major kind of person <laughs> to like be a guest guest in yeah, our shows like, for the. Can parables. you name some of the characteristics that go into the normal field where weed is grown, and we can parallel them to the world? That and sounds boring. Maybe we should have done that. Yeah, we, <laughs> it's a good thing we don't have ma- you know, degrees in that stuff at all. <laughs> yeah, be like click. I don't want to hear this on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and the different types of fertilizer, that's more up our alley. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, we have a show to get to, and it's Burner Barn. <laughs> Parable of the Wheat and the Tares. I just like that, Burner Barn. That's Not good. Not Burn Our Barn. I'm glad you, you have a barn out there. I'm glad you like it, because <laughs> you were part of coming up with it. Yeah, sort of. Sort of, kind of. Anyway. Um, the Parable... That we're talking about tonight, it's interesting, and you know we obviously don't have enough time right now to get into the depths of it. That's why we have two hours to do it. Have you ever heard of Plato, Aristotle, Socrates? Yes, moron. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. Right, that was Kingdom of Comfort by Delirious, and we get into this parable a little bit. So he says, "The Kingdom of Heaven." This is like one of what um, Bible scholars people call 
professional Bible people <laughs> call um, the kingdom parables because they all start with the kingdom of heaven is like the kingdom of heaven is like and as you go through the, the rest of the chapter um, they all start the kingdom of heaven is like this the kingdom of heaven is like that and it's and it's comparing and he's talking about the kingdom and the who's the what is the kingdom of heaven you know the kingdom of heaven is us the church um, Jesus is talking about uh, the church here and so um, so he says, you know, the kingdom of heaven, the church is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. And usually a man doing sowing, you know, is not a farmer. Yeah. <laughs> he is Jesus himself. You know, G- the, the man is sowing a seed and the seed is usually the word of the kingdom or the word of God as we're reading, as we're reading tonight. And the field is usually, you know, the earth, the field. Yeah. You know the 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 harvest, the, the the earth that's out there, and so he's sowing the word of God in the earth to the men of the earth. You know, and so tonight, you know, I don't know where you stand with the Lord, um, and hopefully that you love Him, you have you have a vibrant relationship with Jesus, and that the word has been sown into your heart. You know, we talked about that last week in the sower. You know, where there's different kinds of soil, and and we hope that the word of God has sown deep within your heart. Um, tonight so that you know that's the man who sowed good seed in his field but while men slept his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way who do you think is the enemy <laughs> the devil yeah <laughs> <laughs> and he came and sowed uh sowed a weed pretty much the rumor weed probably probably <laughs> yeah because we're talking about the church here so he's he's sowing you know the the not good stuff. He's sowing, you know, anti-good things into the church, you know, into the body, and um, that's a that's a that's a scary thing because you know we have churches, you know, all churches pretty much have sinful people, and we have sinful things going on. That's why we need a savior. Um, and so, you know, we're going to continue on with this parable, explaining it as we go, and we're talking about the the enemy that's sown in among. The believers and uh, the idea that there are wolves in sheep's clothing is prevalent. I think in Scripture, just different examples. It might not say those words exactly, but you know, he talks about he sends us out as a dove among or as a lamb among wolves because <laughs> that's like what's out there. You know, this is a dog eat dog eat. I almost said it twice. Dog eat dog world out there. Jesus knows that, and uh, I like how he says. You know, didn't you sow good stuff in the field? Why are there not good things? <laughs> you know, that's a paraphrase, but it's like the angels are like, what? You mean there are people that don't believe in you, God? Like, there are people that are fake? Like, they just can't comprehend it because they they understand God as who he is, the creator of all things, the absolute truth. It's like foreign to them. Like, how did these tears get here? <laughs> the enemy's like, yeah. He's got like his little curly mustache and he's like, He's hiding behind some bush or something like that. Anyway. And, you know, I was thinking about the angel's surprise. Isn't it funny that they're surprised that the tares are there? And because in grain, in seed form, right, it's hard to tell the difference. And especially, you know, it's under the ground in a seed in the start. You know, it's, uh, they didn't even know the tares were there. But as it started growing, you know, and as it started producing a grain, and I was like, wait, that's not wheat. <laughs> that's that's a tear, you know? That's something different. Um, 
And isn't that how it starts? You know, when something happens in the church or when in our lives, when um, it's that seed, that seed that's planted, that's not a good seed, you know, and as it grows, you know, it produces bad fruit, just like a good seed. When it grows, it produces good fruit. And sometimes you can't even tell, you know, it's not visible to everyone else. You know, it's not widely known until it grows into something, you know, until it grows into that bad, that bad crop. And um, yeah, it can be see, dangerous. You see the bad fruit, the outward signs start to show themselves. And, uh, you know, the wheat are sitting there like, whoa, you're not my brother. <laughs> you know? Where's my wheat friends? And, uh, you know, it's a great parallel for what we deal with on a daily basis, probably in, in the Christian culture and in the church, um, where there are people there that have ulterior motives believe it or not they're they're not there because they want to be fed they're not there because they want to bear fruit they're there for the sole purpose to hinder uh to cause dissension to hurt the body you know whatever it may be just like a weed it grows it has all the ability to grow into something dandelions you know and they you give them to your mom when you're a little kid and all that stuff but it's a weed you know what i mean there's there's little uh, to tell from it, from the difference of a flower and a weed, like Brant Brent said in the early stages, which is why we need to be careful and to yeah. scrutinize even ourselves, take inventory on us, and be like, wait, am I am I growing the way I should? Am I taking what God has given me? Am I applying it? Am I being fed? You know, am I allowing the Word of God to water me and to change me into His image, or am I just a stupid tear <laughs> and I'm just growing? radically and wildly you're listening to their afterlife with Brett and Jeff alright that was Stellar Cart Rescue and one of the things that should challenge us tonight as we look at the the planting of the tares and the planting of the the wheat is that you know one of the questions we should ask ourselves is you know what are we, what are the seeds that are being planted in our lives you know um, and as we're a member of a church as we're a part of a church body you know, what are the seeds that we're planting within our body, you know? Because um, the church is, be- is a group of believers that we should be planting good things into it. We should be planting the Word of God um, into it and not bringing our flesh and our sin and planting that into um, into the mix, you know? And, you know, it's hard because we're, we're sinful, you know? And uh, Jesus needs to help us with that and be able to give us the discernment um, to be able to sift through, uh, you know, what's good and what's not at some, sometimes. And um, because we don't want to have our fellowship, we don't want to have our churches look like a field with a bunch of wheat and tares where it's confusion. <laughs> you know, it's like, is this crop? Is this not? Um, now, Jesus isn't confused. He knows the difference between the two. Um, but at, until the harvest, you know, it could be confusing. And we don't want to be leading people astray with the wrong with the wrong crop. You're unbelievable. The altar. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. That was Cutlass, The Rescue, and I Do Not Belong. And tonight we have our unbelievable segment. We're going to be talking about the late night diner run. We don't get to do it as much anymore because we have families and stuff. But when you were single... And you were out doing your thing, especially in the Christian scene, because you don't like go out club hopping and bar hopping, hopefully. You know, so the Christian, like, college age thing is like the diner. Yep. You go out to the diner, have a little bit of soda, 
little bit of Mac Bagel. <laughs> Mac Bagel. Oh, that was yeah. a classic at the diner we went to. But, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but the best thing about a diner, especially for a late night, is that you can get whatever you want. You yeah. could have breakfast. You could have a sandwich. <laughs> you could have a burger. You could yeah, have a dinner. A, <laughs> the world is your oyster, but don't eat oysters from a diner. <laughs> You'd be like, I think I want yogurt parfait. And you could have that. Yeah. <laughs> it might be sitting in the, the refrigerator for a while on the front that display. You can have a bowl of cereal. You can yeah. Have a- it's unbelievable. And the food is usually pretty good. Like, I mean, it's diner food, but like, yeah. Oh, have a Reuben oh. corned beef. Mm. Delicious. Man, There's diners. certain things that you can only get from the diner. Yeah. Like, you get it elsewhere, and you're like, no, nah, this isn't the diner. Like, it's got to be a diner. You know, like home fries. Just like yeah. awesome home fries. Extra crispy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eggs, sunny side up, or however you like them. Over easy, over medium, <laughs> over hard. I think that's hilarious that they actually get to over hard as a description of eggs. But um, You know what's great <laughs> about diners, too, is that it's, you know, it's not crazy times in there. It's like eating yeah. food, but you actually get to, like continue talking and yeah they're not like out rushing you out like which is cool because when you come out of church or something you're really in the mode to fellowship with believers and you're really trying you know invest these other lives you can just take that take that talking right to a place where you can also feed your stomach yeah. as well feed One your thing soul I've and feed your stomach <laughs> on a side page is that christians are terrible tippers yeah so you gotta watch you got it's a testimony breaker right, right there it's like oh, the guy's got their bible and then they're like leave like a two like, cent tip yeah. <laughs> i've been with those people and i'm like embarrassed they're like come on yeah. Where are the riches of the kingdom of heaven here? <laughs> Come on. This person's working for $2 an hour. Give him a little something, something. It's late night. And you're taking advantage of the all, you know free coffee refills. I mean, that's like your 15th refill. So tip your waiters. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's funny. We actually, typical me story real quick. We went to a diner. It wasn't an all-night diner. They closed at 1 a.m. And they didn't have coffee because they were closing soon. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's what happens to me. Bad anyway. diner. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to The Ultra Life this evening. We are in hour two of our second episode in the Parables of Jesus series tonight. We're talking about the parable of the wheat and the tares. Barn or burn? That's right. What is your destination? Are you going to be a wheat? In the barn? In the barn? Or a tear? In the burn. No. <laughs> in the fires. And uh, burn in hand is worth two in the bush. <laughs> what? what? Well, worth more than two in the bush. You yeah. heard that phrase, right? Yes. It has nothing to do with anything. So, <laughs> I don't know. We're thanks, thanks for being here. You know, this is uh, our second episode um, in, a, in our parable series, and we're just excited to continue to talk through this particular parable of the wheat that the, the sower planted is growing in the field, and the servants came by and said, Hey, what are all these tares in the field? You know, and, um, you know, it's the picture of the church, you know, the church having good, good crop growing and, and, um, not so good crops growing. And, um, and, you know, one of the points is Jesus knows, I mean, the servants are surprised and he's like, what? I thought he's like, yeah, an enemy did this. He knows exactly where these tares came from, how they got there. And, um, he, he's, he knows about it and he's got a plan for it in the end. We are in Matthew chapter 13, verses 24 and on. So why don't you open up your Bibles? And uh, Brent? Yeah, I mean, the angels were surprised, like I was saying. And and, and God says, you know, an enemy did this. He, they're the ones who planted this seed that was these tares. And, um, and uh, you know, the servants are like, well, do you want us to go ahead and gather them up? Let's get rid of them because they don't belong in your field, God. You know, that's not. this doesn't make sense. We shouldn't. <laughs> These things should not be coexisting. 
And Jesus says, no, lest while you gather up the tares, you also uproot the wheat with them. You know, he's like, don't, don't end it all now. He's like, I know who the wheat are. I know who the tares are. Um, and I just love it because there's so much love and grace in that, in that statement. He's like, no, because I don't want to risk hurting my people. I don't want to risk, you know, this wheat, this crop getting damaged, you know, with what the enemy's trying to do. It's like, it's almost like I understand what's going on and I'm not worried about it. <laughs> it's like, I think Jesus knows the end. He knows how, what's going to happen. And he knows, and he knows each one of us. He knows each wheat, <laughs> each grain of wheat individually. Um, and he knows which one he can pick them all out. And, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's a beautiful picture of the love that Jesus has for us and how much he is willing to have the grace that he has, you know, the patience that he has, you know, um, how he waits <laughs> and he's waiting and he's until the, to the end of the, the end of the age, you know, he's, he's waiting for as much grain to come. That's wheat, you know, that he can end the harvest, you know, and, um, man, how much care he has for us that he wouldn't risk hurting us to get rid of, you know, the bad, the bad things. Yeah. I think this is painting a clear picture of a lot of things in scripture to me. Like you think about the story of Noah, when he provided protection, when he was going to judge the world with water, he provided protection for those. I mean, as we can assume by the story, Noah and his family were the only people that were having faith in God or else. Why would he, why would God destroy believers among the unbelievers? He doesn't do yeah, that. You know right. what I mean? And then you think about like when Elijah is like, I'm the only person here, you know? And then God reminds him, he's like, no, there are plenty of other believers. They're just, you just think you're the only one. That's what, God didn't judge the earth then. He wasn't like, okay, Elijah, you're right. You're the only person. Let me get you out of here. You know what I mean? <laughs> like God knows what's happening. He knows the scene. How about Rahab? Yeah. You, you think know? about it. Like he protects, and this is, you know, it's a, it's a great picture of, you know, whether whatever your eschatological views are, but you know that God's going to come back for His church before He judges the world, and you can believe that or you cannot believe it. But I feel like there's plenty of places in Scripture where He backs that that opinion up, and that God's not going to destroy the just with the wicked. He's not, and uh, I think it's a very clear picture here where He says, "No, we're going to wait, and then at the time of judgment, that's when we're going to separate the sheep from the goats or the wheat and the tares, whatever you want to say." The Altar Life. Seeing isn't believing. With Brent and Jeff. Believing is seeing. That was more by Lecrae, and there's more. More parables, more episode tonight, and uh, we want you to... There's more of The Altar Life, actually. If you go onto our website, www.thealtarlife.com. It's funny, we always have to find ways to tie this in, and it, it works itself out. But if you, you're like, ah, oh, i got to have more. That was good. I like that. More than two hours is what I need. Well, you can contact the radio stations, first of all. But second of all, <laughs> you can go onto our website and get your fill of the altar life with downloadable segments, downloadable webisodes, and then you can listen to the entire episode, music and all, right there on our website so you can get caught up with what you may have missed in our parable series. He goes on and he, and he talks, you know, Jesus Jesus just said, you know, don't, don't get rid of the tares, you know. I don't want to risk uprooting the wheat with uprooting the tares as well. And he says, let both grow together until the harvest. And at the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, first gather together the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. And Jesus is saying, you know, let them both grow, you know, let them both continue on. And when the harvest comes, I'll separate the wheat from the tares. And, um, you know, it's interesting. I was listening and, and studying a little bit before this, and 
you know, one of the things about wheat versus tares is that when a wheat's grown, it gets, you know, it's got that, have you ever seen a wheat, uh, a grain of wheat? Um, I'm not a f- biology person or a farmer by any means, so I'm just hearing from what I've already been heard, uh, told, but as the wheat grows, you know, that the head of the wheat at the top of the grain, it, it actually makes the top, and it's a very flimsy grain, so it actually makes the crop kind of bow. It makes it, it makes it fall over because it's so heavy on the top, but a great picture of the fruit of a good grain of wheat growing, or it's the tear, because the tear does not. And, um, so if you picture this field after it's all grown, you see a whole bunch of tears, proud, strong, and you see the good wheat, you know, bowing. And it's just a great picture of bowing before the farmer, you know, bowing before the Savior, um, you know, and how different do those bad and good seeds look after they've taken and they've grown in complete fruition and um, where you can just tell like the prideful people, the people who are just like all about themselves and producing no good thing. And then you see the, the people of God bowing before their savior, um, the good fruit that comes from that, the usefulness of that um, to make grain and bread and, you know, all that thing. So, man, what an awesome picture of the church and how at the end of the age, you know, the church will be there and there'll be those who are bowed before the Savior and those who are kind of holding their fist up at God saying, I don't need you, God, you know, having sat under the same teaching, having had the same um, the same experiences, having had the same body in the church in some cases with a completely different end. And uh, Brent was talking about, you know, the end game, basically, when... Um we're all going to be facing the maker and you might see people that you went to church with, you know, and they never humbled themselves. They were not like that wheat that bowed down from the weight of the fruit that, that God had granted them. You know, they're still sticking up like that cowlick in the back of my head when I wake up and I'm trying to go to work and I can't get it to go down. That's, that's the, the heart and the attitude of a lot of people when it comes to being humble before God and, and understanding who it was that sowed that seed and who should get yeah. credit for the fruit and who gets to decide whether it's good or bad. And, um, you know, God's going to say, okay, not into the barn with you, but, uh, let's crank up that, that furnace and into the burn. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we laugh about it because it's funny wordplay, but at the same time, this is a serious thing. You don't want to get all the way to the end having thought, yeah, I'm fine. And realize that you had not humbled yourself to God. You know, we all want a beautiful ending for our lives. You know, we all want to get to the to the end of the age, whether it be through death or through, you know, the the return of Jesus as He comes and He and He harvests what He's sown here on earth. And um, you know, He's going to gather the tares and bind them in, in bundles and burn them. You know, and that's a picture of hell. And uh, and those who are wheat, they're going to gather him into his barn you know and man i want to be in his barn <laughs> um and, and just a amazing picture but you know i was just challenged to think that the tares and the wheat man they grew up and they thought they were both healthy they both had you know they both were strong um the same field the same the rain fell on both the just and the unjust and uh they both thought they were having a good end but the person who planted the seed is the most important. Where did that seed, where did it start? Where did it come from? God will not allow the enemy to have glory in that day. And, um, you know, anything birthed out of the enemy's seeds 
will be thrown to the fire, you know, and that's the that's the reality of it. Yeah, it's a challenge to us to see how we're growing and how we stand up in the, you know in face of God. If we are if we are prideful and we're not bowing down, if we are you know associating with those that are just not of God, and it's obvious, you know, <laughs> Paul says, you know, I don't want you to not associate with the sexually immoral and the drunkards and everything of this world because if that's true then you would have to leave the world he says those that name the name of Christ those that call themselves brothers and that's what I feel like this is talking about this is talking about the people that are they're planted they're the wolves in sheep's clothing you need to be careful who we associate ourselves because they could be tares they could be the enemy's workers you know they the, the sons of the wicked one it says in the explanation of the parable and more importantly we need to be that wheat that grows back borrowing from the, the the parable of the sower that is bearing fruit and crop a hundredfold, sixtyfold, fortyfold. We are spreading our seeds. When we grow, then we're dropping seeds and more is coming. You know, we need to go out there and we need to make sure that our church is strengthened by our witness and by how we are connected to God. And not worry about the tares. God's going to take care of that. You know, sometimes we try to weed out the tares. That's not our job. The wheat is there to bear fruit. That's what we're there for. Bow before our Savior. Yep. So uh, until next week. Be cool cats. Live for Christ. (laughs) 